Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well. Because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce my first book is now in print. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. I have discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I explain eight of the 14. I've had some amazing feedback on how easy it is to read and understand. It's not full of technical doctory language like most books written by doctors are. And of course, the book also includes my own personal fatigue story, along with four other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. It's available in paperback and Kindle forms. So if you'd like a copy, you can find it on Amazon or on my website, www.drcarry.com. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm very excited about this week's show because my special guest is someone that I greatly admire. Her name is Trudy Scott. Let me tell you a little bit about Trudy. She is a food mood expert and nutritionist on a mission to educate and empower women worldwide about the healing powers of real food and amino acids for eliminating anxiety and emotional eating. Trudy works with clients one-on-one and in groups, serving as a catalyst in bringing about life-enhancing mood transformations. Trudy is the author of The Anti-Anxiety Food Solution, How the Foods You Eat Can Help You Calm Your Anxious Mind, Improve Your Mood, and End Cravings. She is also the creator and host of The Anxiety Summit, a wildly popular virtual gathering of international experts sharing research and nutritional solutions for anxiety. Trudy, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Hi, Dr. Carey. Thanks very much for having me, and congratulations on your new book. Thank you, Trudy. Today we're going to talk all about food and mood, and I know, at least in my office, there's a lot of patients that come in suffering from mood problems, especially anxiety and emotional eating, and I know that you have nine steps for overcoming anxiety and emotional eating with food and nutrients, so I wanted to talk to you about some of those things today. So first off, I wanted to talk a little bit about caffeine because a lot of people are on caffeine out there. And can you explain to our audience why that's bad, especially if you're trying to overcome anxiety? Yes. And you know, you're right. So many people are using caffeine. We self-medicate with it. We use it to feel good. And we're usually addressing some kind of underlying issue. 
The problem is that we know that it causes an increased heart rate, it can make us feel restless, it can make us feel anxious and jittery, and a lot of people can relate to that. They'll say, well, I'll have one cup um, and then I'm fine, but if I have two cups, I can really feel it. Even that one cup is going to be doing something even if you're not feeling it. And we've got a, a subset of people uh, with anxiety, certainly those who have panic attacks and those who have social anxiety are just much more sensitive to the effects of caffeine. And it can make us anxious and it can give us full-blown panic attacks. So, you know, we want to think about real food and there's some pretty powerful nutrients, as you said in the introduction, that can help us reduce and completely eliminate anxiety in, in most cases. But why go there if it's maybe the caffeine that's causing the anxiety in the first place? So we want to think about getting off the caffeine um, and seeing how we feel. But as I said, we've got to address the underlying issues. Fatigue is a big one. And so I'm glad you started the interview with the information about your book, because if we've got burned out adrenals, if we've got anemia, low iron levels, if we are suffering from lack of sleep, if we've got underactive thyroid, those are all, all of those are going to contribute to our fatigue and maybe the reason why we are drawn to this caffeine in the first place to give us this, uh, give us this pickup. So what we want to do is address the underlying fatigue and, and then we may not need the caffeine. And, you know, we've seen research where, you know, one of the studies looked at a group with generalized anxiety disorder and panic disorder. None had benefited from medication. None had benefited from therapy. They were drinking one and a half to three and a half cups of coffee a day. When they stopped the coffee, the anxiety disappeared within a week. So it really, really is something that we need to consider. That's amazing. And I think you've just rocked some of our listeners' worlds. That that simple thing, just cutting out the caffeine, can make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, there's so many other elements other than just the caffeine. There's all the sugar that gets added to some of these beverages. It's drinking them out of a plastic cup. It's the pesticides. You know, coffee beans are really highly sprayed. So there's a lot of other factors, but caffeine is, is a big one, certainly when it comes to anxiety. So one of the other factors related to caffeine, because most people are getting their caffeine from coffee. And I, I would say that a lot of people don't realize that it's very common for our body to mistake coffee and think that it's gluten. It's called a cross-reaction. That there are certain proteins within gluten that are similar in coffee and the body can get them confused and have a, a trigger whenever they drink coffee. So can you talk a little bit about gluten and how that can trigger anxiety? Absolutely. And I'm glad you talked about this cross-reaction because the body does get confused often and we do have these cross-reactions. But if we're just talking about gluten on its own, we need to realize that gluten can cause brain issues. We always think about gluten as causing digestive issues, bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea. But there is so much research showing this connection between gluten and mental health. And there's a great uh, paper written by Dr. Drs. Jackson and Fasano that was published in 2012. And they say gluten sensitivity remains undertreated and under-recognized as a contributing factor to psychiatric and neurological manifestations. 
And we see so much research on this connection between gluten and anxiety, gluten, social phobia, depression, uh, schizophrenia. So we want to always consider gluten. And actually, all of my clients go on a gluten-free diet when they start to work with me. And most of them do better on a gluten-free diet. And again, there's research showing that you know, a group with uh, anxiety were not benefiting from the anti-anxiety medication. They removed the gluten and their symptoms of anxiety completely resolved. So it's one factor in, in all of the factors. You know, it can, it, can, it can cause problems in so many different ways. One of them is it can cause damage to the gut. Then we've got malabsorption going on. So we're not going to absorb the nutrients from the beautiful real food that we're eating. Uh, we've, there's research showing it limits the availability of tryptophan. And tryptophan, we know, is the precursor to making serotonin, which is one of our feel-good chemicals. It actually helps with anxiety as well as depression. We see low zinc. We see low iron. And it, it, it's very problematic. And getting off the gluten can be challenging. You know, it can be very addicting. We've got these uh, gluteomorphins, which are, 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 act like opiates, and they can make it really, really difficult to get off the gluten. And this is where using targeted individual amino acids like tryptophan or like GABA can actually help someone quit the gluten so they're not having to use willpower, so they're not uh, feeling deprived. Because it can be tough. You know, I've had one client who said getting off the gluten was as difficult as uh, when she'd had to quit uh, drugs in her 20s. So it can be very, very addicting. Yeah, and one thing that I learned from from Dr. Tom O'Brien, you're probably familiar with Dr. Tom O'Brien, he's yes. gluten gurus out there, is that uh, when it comes to gluten causing health problems, that it is the nervous system that is at the top of the list for for having problems uh, related to gluten. So we think of the nervous system like the, the brain and the spinal cord, but I think people often forget that there's the mental emotional aspect too. So yeah. For, for our listeners out there, anybody that has anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, bipolar, you have to consider that you, you could definitely have a gluten sensitivity going on as the underlying cause of those problems. Absolutely. And the problem is it's often not that clear. But that's why doing an elimination where you remove the gluten uh, for two weeks, see how you feel, add it back, is, can be very powerful because then you can actually feel the effects because as you know testing can be challenging uh, the, if you uh, you know some test results come back negative and you still respond well to a gluten-free diet so you want to listen to your body and see how you feel yes 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 so Trudy can you tell us about your four unique anti-anxiety food solutions yes so the premise of any, anything that we do is to eat real whole food. So real whole food is just going to make such a big difference when it comes to any kind of health problem. And there's a lot of research showing that uh, a traditional diet with good quality food, obviously eating according to your own unique needs, is, is really beneficial. Some research coming out of Australia comparing people eating a traditional diet um, of fruits, vegetables, fish, uh, whole grains, red meat. Unfortunately, they did have whole grains in the study. They didn't, hadn't uh, taken out the whole grains in this study. But certainly real whole foods compared to the Western diet can make a big difference when it comes to lowering your risk of anxiety and depression. 
And I have four, four dyes that I work with with my clients because we all have our own unique biochemistry. And three of them are gluten-free. So the first, uh, the first thing we do is have everyone, you know, switch from a junk food, uh, fast food, American, standard American diet to real whole foods. So uh, quality food, organic, uh, quality animal protein. I am a fan of grass-fed red meat. Uh, there's some research showing, you know, how beneficial uh, the grass-fed red meat can be. And plenty of non-starchy fresh vegetables, good fats, uh, drinking enough water, and then eating bonus foods like fermented foods and bone broths. So that would be the start. And, and this, the first one would be gluten-free. So we want to see how you do on a gluten-free diet. Assuming you do well, then we would switch uh, to a gluten-free, dairy-free diet because some people with gluten issues may also have issues with dairy. And then the next level is going completely uh, grain-free. And this would be a paleo or caveman type diet or um, some sort of combination of the GAFS diet, gut and psychology syndrome diet, where all grains are removed, all starchy vegetables are removed, and uh, legumes are removed as well. And then seeing how you do on each one of those. And then the final diet, the fourth diet, is a combination of all of the above based on how you respond in your own biochemistry. And of course, in that last diet, we're going to make sure that we're really focusing on these bonus foods, um, adding in liver, adding in sauerkraut, um, adding in other fermented foods uh, other than sauerkraut, like kombucha and kefir, and things that are going to improve uh, the gut bacteria. You know, Trudy, I love that approach. And actually, I do something very similar in my office with my patients, too. So to, to review for our listeners, first you recommend switching from a junk food diet and no more processed foods to eating real food, mm-hmm. does that make sense? And then transitioning to a gluten-free diet and then transitioning to gluten-free and dairy-free diet and then ultimately trans, um, trans uh, oh, transferring, I couldn't figure out the word, transferring <laughs> to a, a grain-free paleo diet and then yeah at the very very top would be figuring out the right combination of foods that are your friends that work best with your body i love that approach that makes so much sense great and i'm uh, yeah i'm glad to hear you do the same and i think a lot of practitioners are doing this because i, I don't think we can say there's one size fits all we are all unique but i am finding that uh so many people do better gluten-free, and, and we're hearing so much about how bad gluten is for everyone. You know, even if you're not noticing symptoms, we, none of us can digest gluten, and I'm thinking that, you know, most of us, if not all of us, should be completely gluten-free. What do you think? I agree. Just like you said, and, and I heard that from Dr. Tom O'Brien as well, is that no human on the face of the planet can digest gluten, and it serves no nutritional purpose. And even if you don't feel any problems with it today, you're probably going to start feeling problems five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. That's what the research is showing. It's amazing. Absolutely. And we've got these other issues. You know, they're spraying Roundup on the wheat before they harvest it to help with the harvesting. And then we're getting exposed to all that Roundup. And we've got the issue with the the gluten in the U.S. Uh, being hybridized, so it contains even higher levels of gluten. So we've just got so many issues, and the whole 
a GMO issue, genetically modified issue, causing damage to the gut, which may make us even more susceptible to the effects of gluten. So there's just so many elements that we need to consider. Exactly. And that's why I just recommend that people just go gluten-free. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about grass-fed meat? <laughs> grass-fed meat? Because I get a lot of questions on that. You know, Dr. Carey, is it is it really necessary that it's grass-fed? Can you explain to our listeners that, yes, it is really necessary? Yes, absolutely. You know, when we're eating, if we're eating feedlot meat, that means the cows have been fed corn. And cows, firstly, are not meant to eat corn. And uh, what, what happens is that they end up with very high levels of omega-6s. And this is a fatty acid profile that is not healthy. And there's actually Dr. Felice Jacker, the, the researcher who did the work in Australia looking at the traditional foods diet that included grass-fed red meat, said that this, this high level of omega-6s in the fatty acid profile may be associated with more mental health problems. And when you're eating beautiful grass-fed red meat, you're getting good levels of omega-3s. And we know how beneficial those are for mood, as well as... Uh, vitamin E, uh, vitamin C, beta carotene from the grass that they're eating. And then of course with meat, the good thing about meat is we're getting zinc and iron and we're getting all these amino acids which we need to make serotonin and other brain chemicals. Trudy, thank you for explaining that. And, and I hope our listeners now realize that when they go buy their meat, they should always get grass-fed meat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the other factor of course is the animals are treated more humanely when they're out in the fields. And the other thing is they are less likely to have high levels of antibiotics and growth hormones. So those are other factors that we need to think about when, when we are eating feed like red meat. Not healthy, not something that we want to do. Yes. So Trudy, let's talk about something that most people have not heard of yet. It's called pyroluria. Can you explain what that is and, and how to get tested for that and how that might cause anxiety? Yes. So there's this uh, social anxiety condition called pyroluria. And it, the symptoms are uh, the sort of feeling of inattention, anxiety in social settings, feeling very uncomfortable if you're out networking or if you're with a large group of people. Often people with pyroluria feel a lot better interacting with with others one-on-one, -on -one. they uh, may have depression as well. And some other things that we see with uh, people with pyroluria is uh, no dreams or you know, not recalling their dreams or having nightmares. They may have morning nausea, so they're not really big breakfast eaters. And that's a big factor when it comes to anxiety. We wanna be getting some protein first thing in the morning to help keep our blood sugar stable. But the people with pyroluria don't really feel like breakfast. And then other things we may see is an aversion to red meat a poor appetite, poor sense of smell, and there's a whole there's a whole questionnaire uh, um, that you know goes through all of these symptoms. And it was based on the work of Carl Pfeiffer, and he looked at uh, schizophrenics who had these types of symptoms and came up with a whole um, host of questions that are very useful in determining if uh, this pyroluria or the social anxiety may be an issue. And the amazing thing is, uh, zinc, vitamin B6, and evening primrose oil are the key nutrients that can totally turn this around. So you no longer feel anxious, you no longer feel uncomfortable in social settings. And I actually have it myself. 
and um, if you have it, you need to be on the nutrients uh, indefinitely, otherwise the symptoms come back. And it's pretty interesting because I'm seeing a big overlap between this pyroluria and introversion. And a lot of people who say, you know, I'm an introvert, I've been an introvert my whole life, they get on these nutrients and they no longer feel like they have this anxiety that a lot of introverts have. You know, they've obviously got the other lovely traits that you see with introversion, but they just don't have that anxiety that they feel when they're in social settings. Of course, there's some other nutrients, like being on a good multi, so you're getting molybdenum and you're getting some of that manganese would be important as well. So again, for our listeners, you mentioned some of the key signs and symptoms would be having nightmares or not dreaming at all, waking up and feeling like nauseous, not wanting to have breakfast. Those those are kind of the key symptoms for pyroluria. Yeah, those and then the inattention. That inattention, a lot of people say they've had it their whole lives and they cover it up and they deal with it and they sort of push through. So just feeling tense all the time. Now, is there a, a test for our listeners? Can they ask their doctors for a specific test or is it just kind of a questionnaire to figure you know, out if they have pyroluria? Yeah, that's a good question because initially when I started working in this area about four years ago, there were some testing that I did and that lab stopped doing the testing and I sent samples to some other labs and a lot of results are coming back negative. So if someone does choose to test, it's not something you would do with your doctor. There are some labs where you can get the test kit sent directly to you and you can collect urine and you can send the kit back and they will test it. If you score high on the questionnaire and the test comes back negative, it may be a false negative. So if you, you know, you feel like you've got it, you score really high. I've got a questionnaire on my on my uh, website. It's in my book as well. Uh, if you score high and you get on the nutrients and you feel better, uh, that's 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 good enough. You know, maybe you don't have pyroluria, but maybe you've got a need for these nutrients, and you will know within a week or two if they're working, which is pretty amazing. And the So I don't do the testing anymore. I just use the questionnaire and then the person's response to the supplements. But the very interesting thing is those same supplements, the zinc, the B6, and the evening primrose oil also help a lot of women with PMS. And uh, the zinc and the B6 are cofactors for making serotonin and GABA and our other neurotransmitters. So we're getting a good um, all-round nutrient balance for people who've got some mood issues. So for our listeners out there in the podcast show notes, I'll put that link um, to your website, if you don't mind, Trudy, for Absolutely. the questionnaire that you have. Yes, certainly. So we've we've talked about a lot of stuff so far, Trudy. And I know, you know, part of also the, the nine steps for overcoming anxiety have to do with simple things like getting good sleep exercising, doing stress management, maybe something like yoga. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yep, we've got to we've got to think about our lifestyle. You know, we can't say, well, it's only supplements or, um, you know, obviously food's important and lifestyle is equally important. And exercise is great. Um, if we're getting outdoors, we're getting in nature and we can see an improvement there just by being out in nature. We're getting some sunshine. Uh, and so much research shows that any kind of exercise is going to help with anxiety and stress and depression, even addictions. There's research showing it helps with um, helping with addictions. And of course, sleep is such an important factor. Too many people don't place much emphasis on sleep. And if we're sleeping less than eight hours a night, we're going to 
have mood problems. Uh, we are going to eat more sugar. We're going to drink more caffeinated beverages. We're going to exercise less because we're tired and we're needing something to keep us going. So uh, we, we really need to be thinking about the sleep. And if, if sleep is eluding someone, we've got to get to the reason why. And there's many factors that can affect sleep. Uh, one of them could be low serotonin, uh, high cortisol, um, food intolerances, just um, not having a nice quiet room that's a good temperature. There's so many factors. Having a you know a cell phone right next to your head, um, any kind of electric mag electromagnetic uh, you know factors can definitely play a role in sleep. So we want to get that sleep really important. Trudy, I would love to keep speaking with you today about anxiety, but we're running short on time. Now, I know that you are the creator and the host of the upcoming Anxiety Summit. So can you tell all of us about when the Anxiety Summit is? Um, who do you have speaking? Give us all the details. Great. So the Anxiety Summit is uh, going to be November the 3rd to the 16th. It's the second season. The first one was in June, and we had a tremendous uh, response to the first uh, summit. One of the, one of the, uh, one of my favorite uh, pieces of feedback was like it was a, it was like a bouquet of hope, and um, it's uh, virtual, so you can listen from anywhere in the world. Uh, the website is theanxietysummit.com, and I have got some amazing people that we're going to be interviewing. Uh, Dr. Felice Jacker, the Australian researcher. We spoke last season on the connection between food and mood is going to be back talking about the gut and the microbiome and how important good bacteria is. We've got uh, Dr. Kelly Brogan, who's an integrative psychiatrist, who's going to be talking about psychoneuroimmunology, talking about inflammation and how that can affect our mood. We have uh, Dr. Saya G talking about evidence-based nutrients for anxiety. Uh, Tom O'Brien, Dr. Tom O'Brien is going to be talking about the, this gluten connection in a lot of detail. Uh, we talk, uh, Jeffrey Smith uh, is going to talk about GMOs and how GMOs um, in the diet can actually affect uh, the shikimate pathway and thereby affect our production of serotonin. So it's going to be action-packed, jam-packed, research, practical solutions, and then some case studies where I'm actually going to be interviewing some clients where they're going to talk about some of the amazing results they've seen by changing their diet, by addressing their adrenals, by adding in certain nutrients. Very, very powerful. Wow, Trudy, you have an amazing lineup of speakers. For our audience out there, truly the experts out there in the field, I am so excited to to listen to the summit when it starts. So you said it was the beginning of November. Again, we'll put all that information in the in the show notes. Excellent. Yeah, November the 3rd to the 16th. It's free to listen. If you listen live each day, there's going to be two speakers a day. And then if you can't make it or if you want to, you know, keep the recordings and the transcripts for your learning library, there's an option to purchase them as well. But, in, you know, if you're listening live, uh, it's free to listen. I want to get this message out. Two speakers a day. I really like that because a lot of the summits are like four speakers a day and that's, it's just too much. Yeah. So, Good. oh, I love that. Trudy, how else can our audience find out more about you and about your book and your website? So uh, you can uh, go to antianxietyfoodsolution.com. That's uh, the site for my book. 
And there's a report there that people can download five simple steps to reduce anxiety now. And that way you can stay connected, be on my newsletter list, which I send out once or twice um, a month. And uh, stay connected, learning about the newest research, learning about upcoming events, and just getting rid of your anxiety because we deserve to feel our absolute best. We don't want to be feeling anxious. We shouldn't tolerate it. We see a lot of you know, connection between a high, high anxiety, high stress, and this increased risk of heart disease. So we want to nip it in the bud so we don't get to the point where we're having full-blown anxiety and full-blown panic attacks. Exactly. Nobody should have to live with anxiety. There is always a root cause. Trudy, I want to thank you so much for sharing some of that information with us today to help our listeners try and figure out what the root cause of their anxiety is. Thanks, Dr. Carey. It's been a pleasure being on the call with you. And um, I wish you much success with uh, your your new book and, and sharing this information because uh, fatigue is a big factor. If we don't address our fatigue, uh, then it's going to cause us to eat sugar and, and uh, drink caffeine, and then that could lead to anxiety. So address that fatigue as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fatigue and anxiety are two very, very common problems that are not... I really find are not being addressed very well by the medical community, which is then where we come in, right? Absolutely. All right. That wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with our special guest, Trudy Scott. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.